Did you know one in five Americans live with a mental health problem? <laughs> that means unless you live in a cave, you know someone personally dealing with these issues. So join us and our special guests as we answer your questions, share real stories, and work to pull the curtain back on how stigma impacts our everyday lives and our communities. We believe that making a real impact happens best with candid conversations, laughter, and tears. We are your hosts, Jennifer Teague and Josh Moore, and this is Impact Stigma. Good morning, evening, or afternoon. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, Josh. How are you? Doing pretty good. Very excited. I know. Excitement is an understatement. I know. This is a very special edition of our podcast. Very special. It's kind of a ridiculously big deal, you guys. Yeah. So we've put a lot of planning, a lot of effort into this. Yes, we have. And so much is about to happen. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. You guys have been listening. You guys have been told to keep, you know, your ears open and ready for our big announcement. So this is it, everyone. Today. Today is the day. Yep. We are finally here and ready to announce our super exciting big news. Josh, if you will. Bum, 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 bum. That's me He's doing so, a sad drum roll. That was the worst drum roll I've ever <laughs> heard. Oh, my gosh. All right, you guys. The Frontier Health Foundation is officially having a big event. The last 18 months have been really hard. That is why we wanted to do something really cool that brings all of Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia together as one big community. Nothing brings people together like awesome music, great food, and a real sense of purpose. Absolutely. So everyone, we are actually going to be having a concert. Josh and I have been working behind the scenes with some amazing people to make this happen. We are over the moon about the incredible talent that will be performing for this event. So get ready because on November the 13th of this year in historic downtown Bristol, Virginia at the Cumberland Square Park, we are going to celebrate together at our first annual Unoya concert with none other than Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors with special guest 49 Winchester. That's right. We're having great food trucks with local vendors. With all the fun stuff going on in Bristol right now, this is an event the whole family can enjoy. Our tickets are on sale right now, and we'll include the link in the show notes below so that you can get your tickets before they sell out. They're going to sell out. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely grab them. Today on Impact Stigma, though, we have an even bigger surprise. We are going to shake things up a bit because today... We are sharing space with none other than Drew Holcomb himself and the extremely talented lead bass guitarist Chase Chafin from 49 Winchester. So before we speak to our guests, I wanted to make sure and share this one very important thing. As always, we strive for candid, open, and sometimes even humorous conversations here on Impact Stigma. So please remember, this podcast is never intended to be a substitute for professional advice, formal diagnosis, or treatment for mental and behavioral health issues. If you need further assistance or have questions, please visit the Frontier Health website at FrontierHealth.org for more information. If you or someone you love has an urgent mental health need, please call 877-928-9062 and our 24-7 Frontier Health crisis team will help. If you, your child, or someone you know is in danger of suicide, go to the nearest emergency room or call 911. 49 Winchester is an alternative country band with their sound planted firmly in the traditions of mountain music. They come from the heart of the Appalachian in Russell County, Virginia. Really cool to welcome Chase Chafin here today to Impact Stigma. So welcome aboard, Chase. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're really glad you're here. All right, guys. So one of our favorite things to do to help our listeners out there get to know you just a little bit better is to ask you a few fun questions. So one of my favorite questions I like to ask is, you know, what's your favorite type of food? You know, not your style and all that, but 
if you had one item that you crave, and if you were on death row, <laughs> what would what would be the one thing you would want to have? I mean, I go through different spells right now. It's definitely uh, mac and cheese of various kinds. I've been getting that Annie's box of like organic mac and cheese. And yes. <laughs> if you haven't tried barbecue mac and cheese, it is amazing. Oh yeah. Great. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we yeah. had. I went to Kansas City, Kansas, and actually had burnt in macaroni and cheese. Oh, but that's good. It was so good. And lobster yeah. mac and cheese is really good. Yeah, any you know pasta and cheese is a good base for any you know, any meal. <laughs> you yeah. A craving for mac and cheese is actually how I met my husband. Just saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of a fun story. We'll tell it later. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) my question is a little different. If you didn't become a musician, what would you be doing right now? Um, It's honestly uh, hard to imagine because, you know, it's basically all I've ever done. And even the downtime we have, like I've worked at security and a lot of stuff for various music festivals and then uh, I worked at a music venue for four years. So like definitely in the uh, music industry in some capacity is basically the only path I could see myself on. Okay. Hey, you know what? When you know what you want to do, you know what you want to do. You yeah. know? Yep. Yeah, it's always been a huge part of my life ever ever since, uh, you know, getting out of school and stuff. So in some way or shape or form, I would be in the music industry. I'm, I'm fairly certain. That's pretty cool. So I got yeah. one more that might throw you off a little bit. I don't think they had it in your show notes. Oh, we always let Josh's questions be a surprise. So okay. do you believe in Bigfoot, also known as Woodbooger? Um, <laughs> I, I don't really have a song one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's been sightings apparently in our area and such. It's a big thing but here you, in Southwest Virginia. You're not going to like a Bigfoot but, convention or nothing? Yeah, I mean, if I see it, I wouldn't, you know, I'll... I have to see it in my own eyes, maybe, or I see some undeniable footage, maybe. But as of now, <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, leaning towards no, but yeah, anything's possible. All right. Well, that's a great question, Josh, because it really helps kind of <laughs> like lead into mine, yeah. which is if you could be any animal, real or imaginary, which one would you be and why? Um, probably be uh, one of my dogs. Probably be my dog, Indy, uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. What kind or of dog do you have? Big dog, little dog? Uh, he's he's uh, like a medium. He's like a boxer mix with four different kinds of dogs. So he's kind of a hound and boxer. Hines 57. Yeah. That's what we yeah. always call him. He's a Hines 57. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's great. Well, now that we got to know you a little bit better, can you share with our listeners how you got into music? You know, like how did the band form? Why the name 49 Winchester? And kind of like... How yeah. long you've played together? Yeah, so um, me personally, I started playing, like, you know, basically any instrument I could get my hands on, like electric and acoustic guitar and bass and banjo and ukulele and stuff like that, all around, like, 13 and 14 years old and, uh, you know, just playing every instrument and all through school, high school and stuff. And then uh, the, as far as actual band, um, you know, Isaac and I just, you know, we always play music together. Um uh, we were like lifelong neighbors and best friends uh, on Winchester Street. So the name of the band actually comes from his parents' address and stuff. In the first place, we kind of hung out and played, you know, played music and all that stuff. Uh, we started the band like right after high school. At like I think I was seventeen and he was eighteen. Awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that's where the name came from. Yeah, we yeah, we, had, we had a really we had a totally different idea of what you were going to say. Yeah. So. 
I know people, are, yeah, people have a different, but it, it is just an address. Uh, you know, it become, it's become its own kind of thing. And there is some air of mystery to it maybe at this point, but yeah, it, it's just an address. <laughs> it's a pretty important address. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. So how long have you guys actually, so you said you started playing at 17 and 18. I mean, how long have you guys been playing um, We've been playing together for definitely eight, I think eight years. We started in 2013, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seven to eight years for sure. Uh, I'm 26 and, uh, yeah. And then we started at, at 17. Awesome. So basically eight, between eight or nine. All right. So impact Sigma is all about pulling the curtain back a little bit and looking at mental health in a way that kind of feeds change and inspires our listeners to see and treat people differently. So my thought was focused on how we tend to see those in the spotlight as having it all together and, and, you know, kind of being okay and everything's okay because we just see that front-facing persona. So um, they just tend to forget, you know, that people out there doing these types of things where they're in front of the spotlight are just like us. And I'm guilty of that myself. I don't even know how to put in perspective how excited I've been about these interviews. I've been so stinking stressed out, it's not even funny. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just feel like I'm going to shake all the time. But anyway, our, our concert is actually called Unoya because it means a well mind. So for our listeners, we want to make sure you all hear how brutal the, mar- the music industry really is with its long hours on stage and in the studio and crazy schedules. So Chase, can you tell us what it's like to be a musician right now and how you're dealing with the pressure and stress? Uh, sure. You know, it's definitely been crazy like the last couple of years and uh, you never really know what's going to be right around the corner and, you know, putting all the work into planning shows and traveling, all this stuff. And, you know, like a lot of things, especially in the last year or so can get canceled like the last minute or, you know, you book a whole like several weeks, like especially in 2020, our whole like spring, well, everybody, you know, spring and summer basically just all canceled on within a couple of weeks. Well, uh, it's hard. Yeah. And then, you know, but we're very thankful for what, when we do get to do it, we're very thankful to get to travel and, you know, play these songs for people and that people, uh, you know, want to come hear it and all that. So, yeah, right now it's, it's definitely a uh, unprecedented time. And Here, for the people that do know about the concert that we're putting on, we have a lot of people excited to come watch you all play. Uh, when we told them who, who all was headlining the X, they were very excited. Yeah, we're very excited. It's, it's, it's going to be a great night. And we love uh, that Cumberland part too. And we've, we played in Bristol a lot, and we do the festival almost every year, but uh, we've never played in the park there at Cumberland, and we're really excited. It's a beautiful venue. Cumberland has its own vibe. It does. Well, just for you guys, oh, yeah. Josh picked this place, so he, he brought me out. He was like, I've got a spot. I want to show it to you. Let's go look at it. And he just yeah. kind of walked me out in the middle, and I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. So it's, We're going to have it lit yeah. really nice, and yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, we've Absolutely. seen some great shows there over the years, and then the, the stage itself is, is awesome. Yeah, we're, we're really excited and appreciate you guys for having us on. Absolutely. So we all love music here, and we know how music can be that one thing that gets us through the rough spots or just helps you stay focused. There's a ton of research backing how positive music is for mental health as a piece of therapy and what a huge impact it can make. What is your go-to music besides the awesome music you make with 49 Winchester? You know, what really helps you heal your mind? Like, what do you go get lost in? Like, who's your favorite Absolutely. artist? Um, I love a lot of like the kind of new, newer alt country and Americana and stuff like that. And, and a lot of the classic stuff too. Um, 
really been loving that new uh, Sierra Farrell album that came out. Jesse Daniels, another great artist that's just like on the rise right now. Um, some older stuff like Lucinda Williams and Robert O'Keefe and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just like I just like songs, like songwriting and songs in general, and kind of that root style music, whatever you want to call it, Americana or alternative country or yeah, a lot of stuff like that is definitely where what I listen to right downtime. I think my go-to is Modest Mouse and Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, have a big love for Modest Mouse too, especially like as a teenager. I, I love their whole discography or whatever, and spent many hours listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. When I was, I'm old. Yeah. I'm like old here, so I listened. One of my favorite bands for a long time when I was in you know college was Three Eleven. But I'll tell you what, lately. I mean, I have, to li- yeah. I have to listen to the bands that are going to be at our concert, and I can't stop listening. I even made, like, a whole playlist that says Unoya on it, and it's got you guys, and I've just been loving it, loving it, loving it. So yeah. you guys are amazing. I can't wait for the, our communities to hear you all. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. All right, so we know you all have been hitting the road and recording a ton, so I'm sure our listeners would love to know what is on the horizon for 49 Winchester and do you all have a new album release coming up? Um, we absolutely want everyone to buy tickets and come here 49 Winchester in Bristol for the Unoya concert for this November for sure. But are there any other tour dates you guys would like to share before we go? Um, I would definitely like to just say keep, out, keep an eye out for uh, springtime for some new music and a lot of uh, tour dates on the horizon. going to go back to a lot of our favorite cities that, you know, we, we visit regularly and then a lot of new places and try to go, you know, further out west and a lot of stuff like that. So we're just going to, you know, continue to push onward and yeah, look, look, be on the lookout for springtime, maybe, uh, April. Yeah. New music and great. Lots of tour dates. So you guys are working on some new music for sure. Yeah. We're going in the studio later this month actually. And we're going to record a lot of new songs and hope to get them out uh, this spring. Sweet. I'm hoping that maybe you like our concert so much, or maybe one of us are cool <laughs> enough that you might actually write a song about us too. Who knows? <laughs> I think you're dreaming. <laughs> Probably. So what's what's one of your favorite cities to go to? Uh, definitely uh, Lexington, Kentucky is, is awesome. You know, we just went back a few weeks ago. Um, we love Asheville. Of course, we love, you know, places closer to home like Bristol and stuff. Uh, uh, we've only been like the one time, but Tulsa, Oklahoma was awesome. And, you know, there's a lot of love for 40 on there, which we were happy. That's good. About that. Oklahoma yeah, is definitely yeah. cool. Yeah. For sure. All right. Chase, thank you so much for your time with us today. I have one last question for you. I hope that you don't okay. mind answering. Um, I typically have a special question that I ask every guest that's ever on our podcast or sitting in our studio. But today, I have a special one that's a little different for you. It kind of helps go along with our concert. So, what does Unoya mean to you? Yeah, so just checking that out. And, you know, I think uh, what I take away from it is basically just, you know, live a life that's good to, your, good to yourself and good to others, especially. and speak good into the world and we could all we could all use a little bit of that right now and oh yeah yeah i think that's what it means to me i love that thank you so much we really appreciate you, sh- you sharing that with us yeah thank you too thanks for having me yep thanks for joining us out today uh chase 
And everybody go check out 49 Winchester's new album and grab your tickets to see them live November 13th at Unoya, a well-mind concert in Bristol, Virginia. And I have a question for you, Chase. Will you do me a favor? Yes. I researched your newest album. It literally looks like the number three. Is it lucky number three? Is it just three lines? Will you tell us what your album is actually called? Yeah, it's 49 Winchester 3. Awesome. Uh, it's the third album. Yeah, there's no, no, not much more to it than that. Just okay. 49 Winchester 3. It was really, it was just really cool. I liked the way I just liked it. And wanted to make sure I was saying it right, so everybody yeah. knows what to look for. So, sure. all right, awesome. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to meet you and the rest of Forty Nine. So, in person, yeah. I'm excited. I'm like so excited. I hope you guys are excited to meet us too. We can't wait. But thank you so yeah, much. This is, I've had a blast. Have you yep. had a blast? Oh, yeah. Have you had a blast, Chase? Yeah. yeah, it's been good, and I'm I'm really excited for the concert. <laughs> Me too. It's gonna be so much fun. You have a great yeah. one, and we will see you soon. You too. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. Like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button right now. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you, and we greatly appreciate your support. So let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone. We are back. I can't wait to introduce our next guest to you. But first, we have a fun little backstory. So now that everyone knows about our upcoming Unoya concert, I just wanted to take a second and let Josh tell you how we discovered the incredible band that is headlining this year's concert. Well, you know, I went to Fun Fest this year with Jody, and we were going to watch Old Crow Medicine Show because I'm a big Old Crow fan. I've, right. You know, I photographed them at a bunch of other events at a bunch of other concerts, and I really love, I just love watching them. And we got into this group of people, and I didn't even know who was opening, to be honest with you. And we got there, and these guys had Drew Holcomb shirts on, and <laughs> I was like, did I go to the right concert? <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, Drew's here. He's opening for Old Crow. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So we sat with these guys and we got to watching the show. And I was like, man, every song he sings has just been fantastic. Yeah. We ended up actually buying his album there. And my wife has kept it in the car ever since. I can't, Well, I know why. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much. And then, and then what happened? Then you came in? So you came in? Oh, yeah. I came in right after that. And I was like, hey, these guys would be great for right. our show. You told me to listen to them. So I did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I really love this whole, you know, how we decided to go with Drew's story so much. And I remember exactly when you walked in the door and said everything. And I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm going to try it out. And I wasn't sure I was going to like it, but I did. And I started listening and I listened and I listened. Then I played it in my car. I played it at my desk. And then I told my husband to listen. And he loves music. He's a big bass player. So he loves doing that. And now he's hooked too. And he's playing it at his work. And everybody's listening there. So... Listening to this music has been such a big part of me lately. Um, I guess I just forgot really how important music had been in my life. I really don't know exactly how to put into words how much the music of this band has changed my mindset and lightened my heart. So I know the song Family um, is so much fun. And Tennessee is like, for me, from being from Tennessee, it's like nostalgia. And there are so many more amazing songs. But my favorite is I Like to Be With Me When I'm With You because it literally says everything I want to say to my husband, Greg. All right. I can't wait any longer. I am so thrilled to welcome our special guest, Drew Holcomb. Drew, welcome to Impact Sigma. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's a that's a that's a lot of fun story. I love hearing how how people hear our music in the first place, and uh, really looking forward to being with you guys later this year. Oh, it's going to be great. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're not going to run at you with a baby and ask you to you know tell you it's been named after you or nothing. 
<laughs> well, it'd be fine if you did. It'd be fine if you did. Well, you have some pretty cute kids, so, you know. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So one of our things that we like to do to help our listeners to get to know our guests a little bit more is to ask a few questions. So we have a yep. couple fun questions for you, and I like to ask one question in particular over and over and over again. Because <laughs> you can tell a lot about people, you know, by the food they eat. So, you know, what's your favorite type of food you crave? It Not your style or anything. Like, what's the one item, if you were on death row, you had to have? <laughs> well, I always say that my desert island food is peanut butter because I cannot imagine getting tired of eating it. Wow, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, just, it's like a staple growing up. It's a staple now. I, I, yeah, give me some peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter bananas, peanut butter and apples, peanut butter on a spoon. You know, yeah. peanut butter, I'll, however, yeah, yeah. Really almost <laughs> on anything. My favorite thing is a grilled PB and J. So I haven't had that. Ooh, yet. that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. really good. That. You gotta try. You gotta try peanut butter and bacon. Just trust me. Seriously, I'll try it. I'll yes. try it. Yeah, we both love food, so we'll try anything. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I'll have my husband make it. He's the guy that cooks, not me. So yeah, I'll do that. All right. So my question is a little different. What is the weirdest or funniest question you've ever been asked in an interview? Well, I would say the most awkward question I've ever been asked in an interview was, I, I, I was doing a songwriting podcast interview, and the guy said, well, why don't you show us how to write a song real quick? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not really, um, thank you for that. That's not really how that works. Right. But uh, <laughs> it was just, and he just sort of was like, oh, well, I just thought you could do that. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not really like, uh, that's not, I'm not a freestyle artist, but I uh, appreciate the, appreciate the thought. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty awkward. I yeah, ask, pretty awkward. I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked uh, Chase. Go ahead. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> well, you know, uh, my dad always said about those kind of characters, um, you know, that there's, they're, they're, they're true if you want to believe in them. So sure, I believe in Bigfoot. You know? Awesome. I, don't, I, I, I don't have any reason to say not. I mean, I've never encountered him, or but I've also not encountered him, so. There you go. There you go. That's that's a great answer. I love that. All right. I have one more for you. Um, if you could be a fruit, which one would you be and why? I, I would be a tomato because some people would say, well, you're not a fruit. And then I would, I would say, well, maybe I'm, you know, a uniter. I'm a fruit and a vegetable. <laughs> and just sort of, well, that's um, a good answer. Yeah, just, yeah, there you go. That's fantastic. I love that. What about you, Josh? What kind of fruit would you be? I don't know. Probably a kiwi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different. People usually leave it alone. Yeah. I like pineapple, so I'll be a pineapple. There you go. Yeah. That's what I would be. All right. Now that we know you a little bit more personally, can we share with our listeners how Drew Holcomb and the neighbors got started? Sure. Uh, I was, uh, went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Um, And while I was there, I I took a study abroad semester over in Scotland. And I had been playing guitar and singing since I was a kid. But that's where I started writing songs. And so, when I got back to Knoxville the following for my senior year, I booked a few shows and started playing out, and mostly solo, singer-songwriter kind of stuff. And then I moved back home to Memphis, my hometown. And that's where I met uh, Nathan Duggar, who's been playing with me now for 17 years, and started recording some of those songs. And um, then moved back to Knoxville when I started dating Ellie, who, who had been a longtime college friend, who swore she'd never date me. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, meanwhile, she was a school teacher, and so I was touring and starting to play anywhere anywhere that would have me and moved to, we got married moved to Nashville and uh, while she was teaching I was still doing music and met some of the other guys that played with me and 
started making more music and then honestly just kind of like slow grind of uh, 15 years of, you know, I guess it's now it's been more like 18 years, but um, just making music and recording and trying to find an audience and getting going on tour with other artists. And um, yeah, it's been sort of a, a long, slow burn and um, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, kind of the way you guys talked about finding us, that's, that's really how we've found an audience over the last, you know, a couple of decades is, you know, opening for people or having our songs on TV. We've never had like a huge, you know, radio moment or big like, you know, national TV thing. We've had a lot of songs we placed on TV. We've been on tour with a lot of great acts and we've made a lot of records. And so that's all that stuff added up has given us a really great career. Absolutely. So Nathan, what instrument does he play for you? Yeah. Well, he plays mainly guitar, but he, on the records, he plays pretty much everything. Piano, pedal steel, acoustic guitar, electric guitar. He, he can pretty much play anything that makes makes noise, to be honest. So, <laughs> okay, so that's you, awesome. If you're, looking on, if you're looking on stage, he's the one playing the guitar on my, on my right, your left. Awesome. All right. Well, I mentioned earlier, you know, how much listening to your music has lifted my spirits and helped me lately, especially with my personal mental health. The times we're living in today, they're just really hard on all of us, and I found that it's really just been easier for me to get stuck in negative mindset or feel defeated, which of course increases my stress and my anxiety. So Drew, your music has a way of staying captivating and positive, even when you're singing about something that should spark feelings of sadness or or even worse. You tell a story with all of your songs so incredibly, and so far I love them all. Would you share with our listeners how you stay so inspired musically? Yeah, I mean, you know, my music in a lot of ways is me sort of uh, talking to myself, telling myself things I need to know and need to need to hold on to in the midst of the difficulties of life. I mean, everybody's going to face tragedy and, and, you know, lots of unknowns, especially in this time that we're living through the sort of, uh, you know, unprecedented time. I, I had to write the other day, I can't wait to live in precedented times again. <laughs> um, you know, I, I yeah. think we all relate to that. And yeah. so I think maybe because I'm, you know, singing about, you know, like people say, well, your music's kind of interesting because it's sort of melancholy, but also really like uplifting. And I like that. I like that tension. I think that tension is what we, most of us experience in our day-to-day lives, you know, that sort of uh, joy and sorrow that we all sort of have to carry that tension around. So I, um, the songwriting is what helps, is part of what helps me myself deal with all the difficulties of life. And so I've always found that music is something that helps us make sense of ourselves and um, that's why I was drawn to it in the first place because I went through some pretty significant tragedies when I was in high school and um, music was the thing that helped me sort of get through it and you know sort of remind me that I'm not alone kind of thing so without being too melodramatic I, that's what I wanted to do and that's I, I, I look at it in that way and so I think that comes across in the music or at least I hope it does it absolutely does that was lovely thank you yeah I think one of the, your songs, it's titled Dragons, is a great example of, you know, tying in the mental health aspect. Yeah, I really like it. All right, yeah, so, yeah, no doubt. So when Jody and I saw you live, we, were re- we really loved the way you shared about how you stayed positive through the whole pandemic, especially during quarantine. Can you tell us about the experience you had and what you did and how it helped your mental health? Yeah, well... The, the first thing I did once we, we were actually out of town when sort of safer at home, you know, lockdown quarantine started. And so we rushed home from Colorado. And the first thing I did, my daughter has been asking for years to see my face because I felt like that a beard. Yeah. And 
so I realized it had been 11 years since I'd shaved. And so I thought, well, let's just do it on Instagram live because my fans have never seen my face either. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we filmed my kids watching me get, see my face for the first time. And it just like, I think everybody was so, it was just kind of funny and absurd. <laughs> and it, I think we just heard so many who were like, you know what? That's like the best thing I've heard all week. <laughs> seen all week. Just like, cause my kids were just so like, Whoa, there's your face, dad. Um, <laughs> So we had all this like attention on my social media because of that. And so I was like, well, let's just, you know, I'll just start playing some songs every night. I play a song that I love, you know, back to that. What do you do when you, when you don't know what to do? You go back to something that you love. It brings you sort of comfort and perspective. And so I just started playing covers by bands that we've toured with or artists that I've always looked up to or legends, et cetera. And it ended up turning into this thing called kitchen covers where we did it for 60 days. And it just, I don't know, I think it gave people something to do, something to look forward to. It gave me something to do, something to look forward to. And it helped me sort of stop thinking about all the all the unknowns of the moment. And we also, two weeks before all that, our neighbor got hit, hit by a tornado. And so we were sort of experiencing a, a double whammy wow. um, in that moment. And that, so it really, yeah, it helped me not just sit and dwell on all the scary things and, uh, and think more about things that I knew to be good. True, you know. I actually listened to every single one of those covers, and my favorite one. Did you really? I did, and it, my favorite one was Rivers. Oh yeah, I love it. That's, That's awesome. a great one. That's I've, great. I've got a good one though that you've not done, and it would be terrific. Okay. It's Ooh La La by The Faces. <laughs> that's a great song. Oh, uh, we we thought about covering that as a band. That's a great song. Yeah, that's that's one of my all time favorites. Josh has an incredible breadth of love for music, and he just has, he's always got some new song he's introducing me to. So that's why I was so excited to to, to do this with you all. And and his idea, it just makes me happy that it was his idea. So, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I found in writing podcasts, you know, the importance of knowing the who part of who the person is you're talking to is just as important as the topic itself for sure. So since I wasn't able to talk to you before I wrote this podcast, I decided to do some digging to learn more about who you are as a person. So lucky for me that I stumbled across your 2018 Your Dreams Don't Belong to You talk for TEDx Memphis, and I've told everybody about it. And um, mm-hmm. I watched it and just sat there and I cried, and I'll probably cry talking to you right now. I can't help it. But uh, it was such a great message on how your life experiences like led you to the mess- that message. And then the way you shared it was so inspiring. And I would definitely love to challenge our listeners to go find it and listen to it. And we can definitely add a link here on our Frontier Health Foundation Facebook page. One of your points was that your dreams don't belong to anyone in the world that you let into your creative life. Drew, would you share with our listeners what you meant by that and what it felt like to have the song you gave away be the one that defined your career? Yeah, I would love to. I, um, at that point in my career, I had been sort of hustling and making music for probably about, I don't know, six or seven years. And to be honest, it wasn't going very well. It was, um, uh, I sort of had that mentality of me against the world. And mm-hmm. that is a mentality that can leave you pretty sort of lonely and um, un- unsatisfied. Right. And I, I got a phone call one night from my sister, who's about a year and a half old, or just, just over a year older than me. And at the time, her three young children, this is again, this is 2009. So her three young children were very small, but we were, you know, Aunt, Aunt Ellie and Uncle Drew, and, and we'd come home from the road, and the road would have really beat us up. I mean, this is when, like, no one was coming to see us play, or if they were, you're in a bar with a, you know, TVs on, people watching a game, and they're barely listening, and it just, it just kind of wears you out. And so 
we'd go to their house and they, of course, the kids don't, didn't care how many people came to see us play a show in Atlanta or wherever. They just were glad to see their aunt and uncle. Oh, yeah. And they treated, treated, treated us like a million dollars. And so that call I got was from my sister telling me that they had decided to move from Nashville down to Panama. And, um, it was just a sort of a, super overwhelmingly sad moment where I just was like, Oh no, like selfishly, I really love it. They're here, but also excited for them. And, and I wrote that song just immediately in that moment. It was one of the songs that took like 10 to 15 minutes. It just came out of me. And it was just a sort of a, a send you under your way song to, to my nieces and nephews. And, and previous to that, I've been trying really hard to kind of write a song for radio, write a song for commercial or like really like, sort of trying to write commercially instead of writing from the heart. And that song ended up sort of immediately once we recorded and released it, it kind of blew up and was used on all these different TV and commercials, which is ironic because I wrote it just for my nieces and nephew. And um, it really sort of helped me move forward and also remember sort of what music is for. And it's been amazing to hear, like, of all the songs in my career, that one probably I get the most stories of, sort of the impact of music, meaning, you know, someone used it for their their dad's funeral or, or their child's birth, which is such a vast, you know, difference. And then sort of the most craziest one I got was a Facebook message one day that my manager uh, copied and sent to me. And, and this woman basically said, hey, I don't, know how I, I don't know how your song ended up on my playlist, but I had it on this playlist of songs that I had heard on TV. And she said, I, I was, I had made a decision that day that I was going to end my life. And I put this playlist on as I was, you know, sort of preparing for this dreadful decision moment. And then um, she said, most of the playlist was sending me sort of further and further into that darkness. And then your song came on and I just started weeping and I decided not to, not to commit this, this terrible act on myself. And I just want to say thank you for writing this song. It literally saved my life. And I, Ellie, yeah, Ellie just found me just weeping. I was just so grateful. And obviously, I'm aware that music is just music, but at the same time, when you hear things like that, it gives you a lot of life purpose and and hope and, and, um, and joy. You know, Absolutely. To, to know that you can have that sort of impact with something that you just wrote as a sort of love song to your family, you know. I love that story. It's it was I, I I heard you say it and tell it on your TEDx, and I was like, oh my gosh. My favorite thing was I didn't know I was gonna love you guys like this, and then I got the opportunity <laughs> to get to know you, and now I'm like a huge you know Drew Drew Holcomb fan, and I love your wife, and I'm hoping that maybe if she can, um, she can come to our event. But if not, I understand. But um, I told my 20 year old, I'm like, I may actually, you know, pawn you out as a, as a babysitter if, if, if I need to, because you're CPR certified and you have all those things and you're so great with kids <laughs> just in case you never know. So, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I um, I've just, I've just been so excited to finally meet you guys in person. And, um, and I just want to thank you all for the music that you play. I think it's incredible. Well, I can't you, yeah. Really. I mean, I really can't wait for everybody to hear it and, even if it's not your your kind of music, the words are so good and the music is so good. Somebody's going to find a song that that speaks to them. So I really encourage our listeners to check out Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. You guys are incredible. And I know Ellie well, has a new. I can't help it. I have to plug her a little bit because I'm kind of like Ellie's kind of awesome. So I watched one of her podcasts too. Awesome. Yeah. So um, she has a new CD out called Canyon, and I'm just being nice and I'm just going to say it to everybody. So go listen to that one too. I just wanted to put a plug in for your wife. Hope that's okay. Uh, of course that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm her biggest. People always come to me and say, 
oh, I love your wife so much. I'm like, me too. You <laughs> You're know? like, I love her. I married her. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you so much, Drew. Um, everyone, like I said, please check out the new album, Dragons, um, by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Then go online and grab your tickets to see them live on November 13th at the Unoya Wellmine Concert in Bristol, Virginia. So, Drew. Thank y'all for having me. This has been yeah. a wonderful experience, and thank you so much for your time. There's one question Jennifer usually asks, but yeah, I'm going to jump in and do it. But if you could ask yourself one question that wasn't asked, what would it be? Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, I, um, I just had coffee this morning with a young artist who's like trying to find his way. And, um, I, I'm not one to give much advice, but if I had one piece of advice that served me really well, as it relates to sort of work and mental health and uh, a well mind is that, um, I, I was telling him to wake up every morning and find something to be grateful for. And that practice of gratitude has really helped me uh, establish sort of some great, uh, <laughs> some great ways of being. And um, it, it, uh, I'm just thrilled to get to come and be, be a part of y'all's community for an evening and bring my band and, and play our songs and, uh, and hopefully sort of, uh, you know, celebrate um, a well mind for, for, us, for us and for, for your folks as well. And just uh, honored to lock arms with you guys. I'm excited. So I do have, I am going to ask you one more question. Sorry. Unoya means a well mind. And so when, I, when you hear the word Unoya, what does Unoya mean to you? Well, I'm, I just learned about this word um, through your y'all's event. So I was doing a little uh, homework on it myself. And uh, yeah, I think uh, back to the gratitude thing, I think the, what my sort of path to Unoya is, is through gratitude. And so, uh, yeah, peace, uh, contentment. You know, I, I sort of more have a picture in my mind of Unoya than I do of like a word way to describe it, but I'll describe the picture. Uh, it's sort of like when you're watching a thunderstorm roll in from your front porch and you are just enjoying the chaos around you because you know that you're safe in your house. Yeah. And so that's sort of like the picture that I have in my mind when I think about that, that uh, Unoya. So. I love that's, that. That's what, I, that's what I got. Yeah. I really, really do. That's great. It's a great answer, but it instantly took me to, you know, the scene in Talladega Nights where I like to picture my baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God, God, Josh, of course. <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love this guy. He's really, really that funny in person, too. So he's always he's always making us laugh and scaring me all the time. And, and he's one of the – he's just a great partner. So – um. And I will say that Jody, his beautiful and lovely and wonderful wife, actually named our concert. So I thought that was really cool. So, oh, that is cool. Very cool. Yep. She did. She did it. It's all because of Jody. Thank you, Jody. We yeah, love you. Grabbed a medical dictionary. I said, I need a word that kind of <laughs> catchy like Bonnaroo, but actually yep. means something. <laughs> <laughs> she was I on it. it. She yeah. had it. So yep. it was really great. So. Like I said, you guys, grab your tickets. We can't wait to see you guys. We can't make – I just – I'm so excited. I'm, like, fangirling over here. But we are excited to see you in person. We can't wait. We can't thank you enough. It's going to be so great. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll have a great time. For absolutely. Sure. I mean, it's in Bristol, the birthplace of country music. That's right. And That's right. So for all of our incredible listeners out there, thank you all for being a part of this podcast because we can't do this without you. I hope to see you all in November. And remember to please go make an impact. 
Stigma can make mental health problems worse and even stop a person from getting the help they need. Untreated mental illness places an enormous economic and emotional burden on our communities. Economic burden alone is in the billions and that directly affects all of us. We all play a crucial role in creating a mentally healthy community, one that is inclusive, rejects discrimination, and supports recovery. For us at Impact Stigma, this is way more than just a podcast. It is about igniting our communities, sharing our stories, and working together with listeners like you. We invite you to find out more about Impact Stigma on our website at impactstigma.com. One way you can make an impact right now is by sharing our podcast with your friends and family because you never know when something we talk about might be the reason someone you love asks for help. Mental illness is not a personal failure. We can't do this without you. So if you feel inspired to get involved, first, subscribe to this podcast. Then go visit our website at impactstigma.com. Watch the video and read about how you can become an impact maker. Thank you for listening to Impact Stigma. You're so glad you chose us. We want to thank our guests again for sharing your impactful story and doing your part to Impact Stigma. Join us next time as we enjoy some laughs and hear impactful stories. Until then, this work needs you. So go be an impact maker. Thank you and be blessed.